The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. So this is a special AI Today podcast because this is episode number 100. Woo-hoo! Yeah, we're excited. So <laughs> <laughs> we recorded 100 episodes of the AI Today podcast when we started Back in September or so of 2017, we were just covering what's actually happening with AI today. It turns out there's an awful lot happening with AI every day. So part of this, we've shared so many use cases on organizations and how governments are applying and using AI. We've had a lot of great guest interviews. And of course, we provide a lot of commentary and insight into our research, what we've been seeing in the space and various use case patterns. So for this 100th episode, we're going to have a little informal conversation, talk a little bit about the big question, is AI overhyped? That's one of the things we're going to talk about. Right. And as Ron mentioned, you know, we've now done 100 episodes of talking to guests and talking with ourselves, sharing our research, various topics around AI. And we always continue to ask the question, is AI overhyped? As you guys know, if you've listened to a lot of our episodes, that AI has been around for decades. But recently, we've had a lot of countries and companies really heavily invest in AI. So what exactly are they investing in? Is this real? Is this here to stay? Are we going to have another winter? Is AI overhyped? So first, we'll break this down into a few different sections. So the first one is we want to talk about what's happening with our training sessions, customer engagements, what we see when we speak at various events, and directed advisory that we have as well. So Ron and I have been running many training sessions with lots of interesting people who come to our trainings. Some are very new in their AI journey. Some are very far along. We have both private and public sector attend our trainings. So we wanted to just, you know, give listeners a glimpse into what we've been seeing there. Yeah, I mean, I think the reason why we're talking about it is because that's the most real thing about AI. It's one thing to like read news articles about AI, yeah. <laughs> right? It's another thing to be like, listen to podcasts like us even, or just like, you know, what's happening in the popular press. Yeah, pop culture, even movies. Right. But if you really want to know what's actually happening with AI, what are people doing? You have to talk to the customers. And of course, for us, like the ultimate place we do this is at the training, because these are people who are actually trying to put AI into practice. And when you ask them what they're doing, a lot of the stuff that they're doing is very mundane, you know, practical, nuts and bolts, very, I would say, you know, obviously narrow applications of AI, right? but very much like business-centric, you know, process automation. Yep. A lot of back office stuff. Right. Maybe some customer facing with chatbots. Mm-hmm. We've seen a little bit of that. Yeah. And I think for them, it's almost like the term AI, it's not overhyped, it's just overloaded. And that it's like funny, like we were just actually having a, a conversation with one of our trainees yesterday. We do both live and virtual trainees. And I think this fellow is in Canada, I think. And he was saying that all he wants to do is this advanced predictive analytics application using machine learning, which is actually a really good application because machines are good at finding patterns and doing things like that. But when he calls it AI, they're all like, oh, well, I don't know. They're all resistant. But if he just called it advanced predictive analytics, even if he used the term with machine learning, they'd be perfectly fine with it. (laughs) So what's going on? Is the term AI, are people like all, you know, they're wrapped up around their own axle with this term? We find that it's a loaded term as well. You know, it's a buzzword. People don't quite understand it. And they fear 
certain things about it. So they fear that it can replace jobs or they fear that it's this unknown technology that they're not quite sure what they're getting themselves into. And so what we say is, you know, just take that overwhelming part out of it and call it what it really is. So advanced predictive analytics. And then when you say that, you know, this is the application that I'm going to use it for and this is how I want to go about doing it and this is the problem that I want it to solve and help us with. And I'm not taking the human out of the loop. I'm keeping the human in the loop. I'm using this as an augmented intelligence tool. People are much more willing to embrace that. Right. I mean, and I understand AI is sort of like a catchphrase, you know, like Mm -hmm. a digital transformation or change management. (laughs) And they're useful, but because there's no consensus on a definition, it gives people this freedom, if you were, to like come up with their own. You have to fill in the gaps, you know, and you can't say, no, you're wrong because there is no one defined right. So, you know, whereas with things like... We hope you're enjoying this podcast and sorry for the brief interruption. Cognolytica not only produces the AI podcast that you're listening to right now, but we also generate research and advisory to help companies make sense of AI and cognitive technologies. We also run the most authoritative vendor-neutral AI and machine learning training and certification on the market. If you're looking to make AI a reality for your organization, our three-day Cognolytica training is for you. If you're interested in attending, you can find pricing and registration on our website at Cognolytica.com. We'll also provide a link in the show notes. We've met many of our podcast listeners in our classes, and we hope that we'll see you there as well. Now back to the podcast. Whereas with things like service-oriented architecture from my past, there actually was a very well-defined service-oriented. You could say, yes, you're doing so. No, you're not doing so. Or, or you could say, yes, you're doing you know, IPv6, and no, you're not. You know, these are very specific things. But for AI, you can't really do that. And so I think for us, to answer this question, is AI overhyped? In this area of the world, with what our customers are actually doing, it's not that it's overhyped. It's actually very understated. It's just that there are issues in the way that it's being presented to management and to internally. We'll, have to, we'll keep an eye on it. We say, look, you want to use the technology of AI without actually using the term AI? You could call it cognitive technologies. You can just say machine learning. You could say one of the patterns. You don't have to say, I'm doing AI to basically leverage the power of the technology of machine learning, basically, Mm -hmm. and other things that support it. All right. So throughout our various episodes, we've talked about the vendor landscape. And so we wanted to come back to that topic and say, is it cooling off? Is it staying the same? What's going on with venture capital? We had a whole podcast about, you know, the venture capital landscape around AI companies and how some of them are really heavily invested. And, you know, we have a lot of unicorns. So what's going on with the venture capital community? What's happening with China and Chinese money, the RPA space, and then the vendor market in general? Yeah. So last year, and even the beginning of this year was sort of insanity with venture capital. (laughs) We actually talked about it a few times. We've written about it. SoftBank's fund. Yeah, SoftBank's fund, what's happening in the RPA market, lots of other markets. Chinese investments have been absolutely crazy. And kind of where we are right now, so for those of you that are listening, this is July of 2019. It seems to us that the landscape hasn't collapsed or anything, but it seems like it's starting that rate of insanity is starting to slow. I don't want to even say plateau Mm -mm. because companies still are raising large amounts of money. I think what we're starting to see is two things. One, of course, there's some weird geopolitical stuff happening right now, especially between China and the U.S. That's definitely impacting supposedly Chinese venture capital investment altogether, not just an AI is sort of cooling off. The second thing is that I think some of these early invested companies, first of all, some of them are already starting to exit. I know we're going to talk about that a little bit. There's some consolidation happening in the marketplace. We're starting to see some acquisition activity. We just did a data preparation and labeling report. One of the companies that was featured, that actually wasn't even included in the report because we couldn't have a briefing with them. 
Well, the reason why we couldn't have a briefing with them is they were actually in the midst of being acquired by Uber. Yeah. So Mighty AI was acquired, and we didn't even, and now that you look for it, you could see it all over the press, but it yeah, wasn't I think like... it finalized in June 2019. Yeah, yeah. So very recently, but it's not like we saw like all this fanfare about it, you know, in public. So they're starting to see some consolidation activity, even in the much vaunted RPA space. We've been predicting significant consolidation. We're starting to see a small consolidation activity happening there. And because of that, I think we're sort of going to be into the, okay, the investments are made. Let's see how these investments are going to return. And we'll see. I don't know if there's anything else to talk about. What else are we seeing? Are we seeing lots of new venture creation, lots of new startup activity in the AI space? I don't know. I mean, we don't cover companies that are super small, so I haven't been paying attention to, you know, really early seed stage. But in general, we found that the big players are still heavily investing in AI, still heavily in the market. Like you mentioned, some of the smaller companies are being acquired by some of the larger companies. And we're just keeping an eye, you know, on what's happening in general. The RPA space is still pretty hot and we have a few unicorns in the space. So, but we're interested and we're keeping an eye on what's going to happen to them within the next year. Will they be acquired? Will they go public? We're thinking acquired. (laughs) Right. When the money's in, the money's got to come out somehow, Mm -hmm. right? You hopefully by companies actually succeeding. Now, I think the other big news that made news very recently, recently, (laughs) as in the week we're recording this podcast, was Microsoft made a very significant $1 billion investment. Yeah, very significant. (laughs) (laughs) You're understating that. Investment in OpenAI for a billion dollars, actually up to a billion dollars, but basically a billion dollars. And basically the motivation was to basically put resources into this company that's developing technology towards the goal of artificial general intelligence. So that's sort of the goal. And a billion dollars is a lot of money. A billion (laughs) dollars is a lot of money. So we're not quite sure where this investment is going. We're not quite sure how this money will be spent. We've heard that it will not be invested all at once. It'll be invested over the course of multiple years. So we'll post some links to the articles in the show notes, but we'd love to get your feedback on this as well and where you think that this is going and why Microsoft made such a big bet with OpenAI. And we're going to include some articles. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of questions. So I'm a frequent reader of Hacker News, if you ever read that. It's kind of like Reddit for technology nerds, but it's basically a place where people post articles and people can comment on them and upvote them, and if you're familiar with that whole thing. And there's a lot of chatter about this because, and it's not necessarily all positive chatter. And I, I want to share some insight here because the amount of money that's being put into an organization that's actually not producing products or services, and they make it very clear, if you look at the OpenAI announcement, they'll say, we're not producing products. We're not selling services. Our goal is to develop AGI technology. And on the way towards the goal of AGI, we're going to have this licensable technology. And we're going to mm. share that. There's a lot of questions. Of course, like there's some really interesting snarky comment. And one yeah. comment is like, well, first of all, nobody even knows if AGI is possible. Of course, you would never know unless you attempted. So I, I'm not going to poo-poo that. And right? maybe just for our listeners who don't know what AGI is, can you give a quick recap right. of that So definition? we have a very early podcast that talks about weak versus strong, which we did not like that term terminology or general versus narrow AI, which is basically, are you using the technologies of AI to solve narrow problems like the patterns, right? Mm -hmm. Recognition or pattern matching, predictive analytics, conversation, 
Those are like just doing individual tasks. Or are you trying to bring, build the ultimate intelligence, like basically replicate the brain? If you think about your brain, your brain is not specialized to do one thing, maybe has parts of your brain that are individually specialized, but all together, you have your brain and your brain can do anything. Mm -hmm. It can it can think, it can perceive the world around it, it can make predictions, it can adapt. You know, you're able to do a lot of things as a human being. Right. And so people are trying to create that brain, right? And that's what yeah, the goal recreate. of, right, or create the intelligence of yeah. the brain, the general intelligence of the brain. And that's what artificial general intelligence is. And so the question is like, well, it may be possible, it may not be possible, because we don't really know how the brain works. We've never really cracked the nut of intelligence. But it's like the space race. It's like you never know until you try it. But the commentary is like, well, it may never happen. So this billion dollars is going in. You could say, well, let's say I'm trying to invent warp drive, right? I'm going to travel like Star Trek faster than the speed of light so I can go visit other planetary systems, right? Because you need something like warp drive. So what if I said, okay, my goal is to create warp drive. Now, we don't have warp drive, but if you give me a billion dollars, right? I will produce the technology that leads up to warp drive. And by the way, the first one is a bike. <laughs> I'll build transportation. I'll build a bike, a car, a van. You're like, well, how are these things warp drive? Well, they're or not. how are they even moving us towards warp drive? Well, you could say, well, these are pre-warp drive technologies, right? It's transportation technology with the eventual goal of warp drive. And that was a comment. That wasn't my comment. I'm basically borrowing that comment from Hacker News because the comment is like, that's basically what this is. It's like, well, we're not claiming that we have or we know how to invent AGI. We're just going to try to get there. So give us a billion dollars and we will spend it, <laughs> a lot of it on Microsoft technology. And a lot of it on Microsoft Azure technology. Right. And so, you know, look, hey, it's a big science project. It's a moonshot. It's all the things that Silicon Valley loves. You know, mm -hmm. they love moonshots. Mm -hmm. They love big projects. They love big money. They love big things like this. And I don't blame anybody for it. And go ahead, give it a good shot. The problem is, is that it's a lot of eggs in a basket. And the reason why we're like, okay, guys, don't be so overenthusiastic is because if it fails or if it fails to achieve its outcome, and even though we might have great technology, like, you know, better recognition systems, people are going to point at and say, see, you put a billion dollars into this thing and it went nowhere. Mm -hmm. And this is, we're like, remember, listen to the AI Winters podcast, people. Remember, over promise, under deliver is what consistently kills AI. So that's why we're like... And by kills, Ron means yeah. what makes it go into this Curb your enthusiasm. Curb, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as they say. Okay, so that's one thing to think about, talk about. You know, that's part of the overhype, right? That's why we're talking about here. It's like, you know, the overhype is the overpromise. If I were Microsoft, I'd spread my bets. Think about the first two things we talked about. What's actually happening? Mm -hmm. What's actually happening is a lot of these tiny little incremental projects where people are putting real money, investing their time. People are hiring real people mm -hmm. and placing real bets. Mm -hmm. Why couldn't Microsoft not just support 100,000 individual AI projects at a billion dollars, which is one with nine zeros after it? You know, think about how many zeros that is. It's not six zeros, it's nine zeros. That's a lot of individual projects. I'm sure a lot of companies would love $20,000 or $50,000 to support a project. But Microsoft. is Microsoft really investing a right. billion? They said up to a billion over the course of multiple years. So I'm still not convinced it's actually going to be a billion dollars. We'll see about that. But I agree with you, Ron, that they could have spread this out and invested in smaller projects that have a real immediate impact instead of research towards the goal of building AGI. Right. So that, that goes back to this next question, which is like, what are our customers really doing? And a lot of them are really doing these incremental, super narrow AR projects. And we love those projects. And that's what we talk about in our podcast. Yeah. If you notice, we don't really spend much time on our podcast talking about AGI. And we probably won't. 
Probably not. Because it's not AI tomorrow. It's AI today. Right. So not to I'm not poo-pooing on it. Another thing to really talk about is what's happening in the robotics industry. This goes back to the venture capital issue and also the issue of what's happening in the vendor space. And we've been seeing a lot of sort of notable failures in robotics. So this would be... Rethink Robotics. Rethink, and oh, I'm forgetting a bunch of the names that went out of business. You know, the, and it's, I think the Anki robot went bust yes. too, right? So a really cute little bot. And so the question is, is like, on the one hand, we have all this money going into chasing this possibly unrealistic goal. And you have all these real companies with real people, with real AI experts. These are not bozos. No, these are not. <laughs> these are not. These are people like Rodney Brooks, who are formative in AI. Mm-hmm. And... They are having trouble getting money. But then you have these RPA companies, these RPA bots, and they're unicorns. So, you know, what's going on? Where is this disconnect? And Ron wrote a Forbes article that we'll link in the show notes as well, right after Rethink went bust, kind of addressing this saying, you know, what is going on in the robotics landscape? I mean, then you have companies like iRobot who are doing well and who are releasing new products. So, and then Boston Dynamics, Dynamics, they're doing well. Right. And people love these moonshot research. And Amazon is heavily investing in robotics. That's right. That's right. So there's still some disconnect here. People are like saying, yeah, 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 you're doing robotics. Who cares? Show me some real proof. But on the other hand, they're looking at these other things which have no proof and throwing money at them. I don't understand it totally. It's venture capital. It's weird money allocation. People love the big science fair projects, but they don't like the real world projects. So I think the last big thing for us to talk about here is what's happening in the government space. So the other real world is not just the private sector, which is motivated by ROI. Mm-hmm. But it's the government world, which is motivated by lots of other things. I mean, right. you have what's happening on the defense side. That's like, you know, using bots for... Well, or using AI anything. in general for <laughs> defense. Defense, so, security, yep. all that sort of stuff. So that could be with warfare. That could be just national security in general. You know, how do you keep troops safe? Where can you deploy a bot instead of a human to help save lives, make situations less risky? So you have that. And then you also have, you know, just again, like Ron said, those real kind of mundane, boring, but necessary and very useful tasks that the government is using around AI. So that could be with back office processes or process automation using tools to help workers become more efficient. The government, they didn't, they're not focused on ROI, but they still have budgets that they need to work within. And they don't always have expertise or enough people in that group. Yeah. So, I mean, I think for us, you know, the government's another aspect of where we see real application of AI. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not that they're, you know, they have fixed budgets. It's not like they have investors. They're not getting venture capital, right? They got to go back to Congress and ask for money in the case of the United States. Other foreign governments probably have their own budgetary process. And they can't be fooled with regards to AI either. And they're not. So I think the point here is what we're saying is that like, you know, if we want to look at where AI is happening in reality, even I would say the government's probably doing some more advanced stuff, especially on defense. You know, they're the ones who are doing autonomous and recognition projects that are really advanced. And they have a lot of data too, and some very important processes. So if you want to even look at some of the process automation stuff, you know, very few organizations have as much paperwork, you know, as like the IRS or the HHS, Health and Human Services Department or Internal Revenue Service or some of these other departments, right? right? And I think, you know, that's a great point that the government does have a lot of paperwork and there's a lot of efficiencies that can be brought about with AI. So I don't think that it's being overhyped in the government sector. 
They also focus on areas such as, you know, responsible AI, ethical AI, the use of data and privacy with AI that private organizations just don't need Mm -hmm. to address like the government does. So I don't think that it's being overhyped in the government space at all. I think that actually they're being cautious with how they're using it. Most of the government space is being cautious with how they're using it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the part of AI that's not overhyped, right? This whole question is, is AI overhyped? If you ask the end users, you ask government agencies, they'll tell you, no, we're doing real things. We have real money. We have real budget. We have real projects. We have real people. We're spending real money. We have real deliverables. These aren't far future projects. These aren't science fiction projects. This is reality. Now, on the other hand, you have what's happening in the vendor space and in the venture capital space and in this robotic robotic space space that is not jiving with what's happening in the real world. Mm -hmm. It's almost like the real world is just too boring (laughs) for venture capital or too boring for Microsoft. Well, also, I think that some of these use cases are boring. They are. I mean, you know, advanced predictive analytics is not sexy. Very useful, Useful, but not Not sexy. sexy. And you know what? If you look at all the things that have happened, it's like, you know, where has the internet progressed? It was in retail, you know, Mm -hmm. and in like, you know, services and lots of other things. That's where the internet really sort of like made its big, I mean, it's of course made it push everywhere, email and communications, all sorts of stuff. But it wasn't like we have this radical new thing that was like this, the space race. And I think that's a good way to sort of like think about kind of where we are here in episode 100 of the AI Today podcast. Is AI overhyped? I would say like that there are aspects of AI that are overhyped. And I think we would say that if you're looking at those things and you spend all of your time looking at the press, looking at venture capital, looking at big moves by big companies like Microsoft, and you look at sort of like what people like Elon Musk are saying, then yes, I would say if you were to spend all your time looking on that, AI is most definitely overhyped because it's making promises about AGI. They're talking about the super intelligence. They're throwing around big money. And it's like, what the heck is going on? What the H double hockey stick (laughs) is going on? Because that part of the world is definitely in science fiction land. But if you spend all of your time looking at what people are actually doing and talking to the insurance companies and the banks and the government agencies and the healthcare, and those folks are doing very practical, very mundane things that actually make AI look very underhyped. So I think it's all about where you pay your attention to. And we think you should pay your attention in the right place, which is what people are really doing and not what people are saying. Right, which is why we are going to keep our interviews and our talks and our discussions focused on the real-world use cases of AI and not the science fiction, not AI tomorrow, not AGI. You know, because that's where we think that there's going to be a lot of potential great use cases and that people can learn from each other. So I hope that you, you know, get a lot out of this podcast. We encourage our listeners, as always, to reach out to us, to give us your thoughts and feedback, and let us know if you think that AI is overhyped. And if not, please share some, you know, great use cases that your company is currently doing. Right. And, you know, I have to say, there's really nothing wrong with looking at the promise of AI and talking about AGI or talking about some of these other things. And we do talk about it from time to time. But, you know, there are other great podcasts, if you want to listen to them, we're not going to tell you what they are, that talk about the philosophical aspects of AI or that talk about 
conceptual concepts. And, you know, they have their own listenerships. I think the reason why we're growing and we're consistent is because we're focusing on AI today. So we hope you really enjoyed this podcast. We are definitely expecting 100 more. So we'll come back at episode 200 and kind of see where things are at. But, you know, we'll put some links to our podcast we talked about and all that good stuff. Yeah. And listeners, as always, we'll post any articles and concepts discussed in the show notes. I'll make sure to post the open AI piece as well as Ron's Forbes article about Rethink Robotics. In addition to that, if you're in the D.C. area and you want to see how the D.C. and U.S. government is applying AI, real-world use cases, we encourage you to come to our AI in Government monthly meetup. You can find more information on that at AIingovernment.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica, all rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.